The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I am so excited about today's episode because I have an actual running coach on my podcast, and it's super cool. We talk about running tips. We talk about his book that's coming out, so it's a super fun episode. Sit back, relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. Great. Well, I am so excited to introduce Coach Des Dunham on the podcast today. He is a really cool guy, and I'm going to let him kind of talk about his story and whatnot once we get into the episode. He is coming out with a book very soon, and it's going to come out just probably a few days after this episode is aired. So very, very exciting, and I'm very excited to have him on the podcast, but I'll give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and talk just a bit about yourself. All right, Liz, th- thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I love what you're doing. And, you know, I'm, as you said, Coach Des. I coach here in Washington, D.C., but, you know, running just plays such a fun role in my life currently. But it was, you know, a ninth grade cross-country tryout that changed the entire trajectory of my life. And so I'm very fortunate that I can share a lot of my stories with my students, my athletes, and even friends and family members. But running just has been such a fond um, and, 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 and important role in my life. And so as you fast forward, last year, I was the uh, National High School Girls Coach of the Year for uh, track and field and cross country. I've coached so many local conference national championship titles, you know, but what was most important is the fact that I'm able to change lives through the sport of running. And that's where my ultimate success comes from. When I see what my athletes have done through coming through my running program five, 10, 15 years later, that's where my ultimate success comes from. When I see them you know, running marathons such as yourself right now. So um, I'm Coach Des. Awesome. Awesome. And so you're, you're kind of introducing yourself and you're talking about how you're a coach to others and you bring this sort of knowledge around running to others. What does running mean to you? And kind of, you know, you talked about ninth grade and that's kind of where it started, but like, what does it truly really mean to you? Yeah. So when um, everything that I can, you know, attribute success to somehow it has related back to running. And, you know, just from my childhood, um, I dealt with a speech impediment and kids weren't too nice when I was getting pulled out of class. <laughs> you know, I initially loved school and, you know, then I had that, you know, turn of events. And then um, I also have dyslexia and that became even more of a struggle with school. And wasn't that I couldn't do the work. It was just that I had learning differences. And and so school wasn't fun for me for a period of time. And I also dealt with my dad being a Vietnam vet, and he was responsible for picking up bodies off the battlefields. And so needless to say that without therapy, when he returned home, it, um, it changed the course of his life, which in turn brought a lot of 
abuse back home to my mother, to my to myself, to my sister, um, as he dealt with, you know, alcoholism. And so everyone wants their home to be this safe haven, this safe place, a place where they can, you know, relax and, and feel comfortable and, and loved. And, and that was not always the case for me. And so, you know, as I mentioned, when I ended up running cross country in my ninth grade year, um, it, it was a great escape for me. It was, you know, just um, an outlet that ended up changing the entire course of my life. The added bonus was that my high school coach became a father figure for me as well. And so, um, and then to add a little bit more to the to the plot, um, I'm from Gary, Indiana. And during that time, Gary was the homicide capital of the U.S. And so there was a lot of things that were going on during my childhood. And um, it was running that really kept me on course. And 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 I had no idea that not only was it something that I in, eventually I learned to love to do. I have a love-hate relationship with running, <laughs> but it, it it also, you know, it was giving me those endorphins and serotonin and all those great chemicals that that somehow was shedding all of that stress off of me. And and so I'm I'm just so thankful that that I picked up the sport of running. It 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 really um to this day helps to shed a lot of stress off of me. That's such an inspiring story and thank you for sharing that. That's really going to touch I think so many people and I'm sure that you talk about this in your book and I think that you know what you're saying about running that's kind of just how so many people feel about running is just that it's this outlet and it's this it's this chance to kind of just escape from life and escape from the every, everyday stresses of life and no doubt about it i think no matter what no matter what walk of life you're in I think that running can always play as that just few minutes of the day or few moments of the day that just you yeah. really get to kind of be with yourself yeah. and your thoughts and your mind. And, Definitely. you know, wherever you are in the world, it's just so nice to kind of run outside. I've never been someone who's loved treadmills, really. And <laughs> I think it's all about getting outdoors and just oh, yeah. you know, learning the roads, you know, getting to know the neighborhood. And yeah. it's just so nice to kind of just be outdoors and get that fresh air and kind of just, yeah really escape and just mentally I think you grow so much mentally from running as well and I I imagine that this just had such a positive impact on you and and just kind of helping you grow in your childhood and grow amidst all of that hardship and I think that you know it just shows so much resiliency in you as a person thank you thank you yes no I totally agree you know, I, I love a, a great scenery and, you know, anytime I travel, I'm always looking for, you know, asking questions, researching, you know, what, what and, and I think that's super important that you change your scenery. Um, even if you get used to a trail or, you know, uh, um, um, a course near your home, um, switch it up. And, you know, you, you, you always find this appreciation just for new scenery. And, and again, Liz, you know, that, that, that's so important, you know, when you're just trying to escape from just the everyday walks of life and stress and trauma and everything else that comes with it. I totally agree. I love that you're already starting to like throw in some running tips because I was, I was hoping that you would give us some running tips. Oh, no doubt. I know a lot of people, yeah, really love, I, I get a lot of questions around like people who are just really only starting to get into running 
And like some of my friends will say, you know, you know, watching me marathon train and, you know, look at me and say, how, how can you run like 17, 18, 20 miles? And it's not like, it's not an overnight thing. And I'm sure you know that. And I'm sure that you really look at, you know, your runners that you coach and how to really train them so that they can be their ultimate best. But it's something that you have to commit to physically and mentally, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I I always, I always say inch by inch is a cinch yard by yard is too hard. And for those newcomers, it is so important that you do it in a progressive fashion. Learn to love running, you know, and I say learn because it, it is, I mean, running is arduous, you know, it's, it's, let's not take it for granted. And, but the body adapts over a period of time. It doesn't adapt in one week or two weeks. And, and, and I cringe when I see training programs or coaches that are just pushing, you know, their athletes or their clients way too hard, way too fast, you know, and Liz, you and I both know that we want, we want running to be a lifestyle, you know, and if it's going to be a lifestyle, you have plenty of time to adapt. And so, for example, I had a friend who wanted to also start running and I I only have them running two to three days a week. And then the other three to four days, I had them cross training so that their body could acclimate to the pounding and all the shock absorption. And so you you just don't want to throw someone into the fire. And so, you know, now, I mean, I think he's up to running about 30 miles a week. Um, He has run, you know, maybe two or three 5Ks and a 10K. And and so it's, it's super important, you know, that you gradually work your way into that training load. And I can't say that enough. And then two days, after a few weeks or so becomes three days. And, and, and the goal is that you're running at least maybe five or six days a week. I mean, you have to know your body. You have to read your body. You have to have a great pair of shoes. So, you know, always start with that gait analysis um, where you go into a running store. Don't get the coolest looking running shoes. <laughs> you know, get the, get the ones that's going to give you the support that you need for your foot strike. And so go in, let an expert look at how you walk, how you run. On, it may be on a treadmill and they just have all of the sophistication to give you the right style shoes and then you can choose from there. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that last bit. I think I did a relay recently with friends and I just cringed at some of one of my friends, his shoes. I was just like, there's no way that like you use those <laughs> shoes to run. Like there's no way that yeah. they support you in the way that you yeah. need to be supported. Yeah, you might as well run barefoot. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And I, I, I'm going to be honest. I saw it was a half marathon race. I, I was watching during the relay. I saw a man running barefoot, which like those people are just a different breed of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could never get on board with. <laughs> but yeah. Now, I, think, now I, I, I am a fan of barefoot foot running how and, and Are you? With, with training and the but again you know you're starting off extremely slow and then it progresses and and more so you can do it in your warm-up your cool down some strides you know things of that nature and um, it really helps to strengthen the tendons and ligaments on the bottom of your feet. And again, you don't go run a mile the first time you run barefoot. It it, it starts off 200 meters, a quarter of a mile. And it's great just for, you know, you you have to have a soft terrain. You have to have, you know, just making sure that you um, don't have, you know, divots and 
and rocks and things of that nature in the field. But I mean, it can be really therapeutic for your feet um, to, to do that additional barefoot um, strides and, and, and warm up and cool down with your feet. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And then I'd say, I think that there are also another group of people. So we've talked about like beginner runners, but what about people who were like in a rut? Because I know for myself, I was definitely in a rut for a few years and I would do the same thing every week, but I, I would keep myself and at this limit of a 10K each weekend. And, but it was like me telling myself that that was the most that I could do. And I never wanted to, I never even thought about following a training plan or trying to get coaching or anything. Cause I was like, well, no, I'm just going to do two miles here, three miles there. And like the most I can run is the 10K. And like, you know, at the time that was kind of like what I was satisfied with. But I think when I think about like where I am now, it's just like, I think it's, you know, it's how you limit yourself. And I think that, you know, how do you, how do you encourage your athletes to not like push themselves too hard, but like slowly over time build that? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And I think it's super important to, to, to have training partners, running partners. I mean, running is a community. And I think that's what I do the best is building a culture with my team where they, they want to come see one another at practice. They want to chat it up with one another. And, and you don't always want, sometimes you just want to put your headphones on and, and have that playlist going and, 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 and escape that way. And, and I'm that way sometimes, but, you know, I can always appreciate great comfort. Company. And then again, I also, I don't do a lot of the same courses. I, I like to switch it up and you, you, you tend to do what, what's most comfortable. So sometimes you realize that, wow, I've done this and it becomes a little boring and, and mundane. And, and so you, you have to force yourself to switch your scenery. And even if that means that you have to drive away from your home and find the coolest trails and and so doing the research, asking questions, and then I would also, also suggest that you, you join a training group. Um, and there's a lot of groups that, you know, that they don't even charge. You, you just go and they do a, a run together. And, and so finding that local training group that you can do a run with once a week, you can formulate some relationships. You know, I think that, you know, we're missing out or you're missing out if you don't formulate relationships through the sport of running and you know, we, we, we're, we're this exclusive group. And um, if they, if a person doesn't run, they don't get it. And, and there's something special about those who do get it. They, and to be honest with you, you know, I, I used to run over a hundred miles a week when I was training um, in for, on the division one level, I ran for Howard University. I was the captain. Um, I was our top runner. I used to run over 100 miles a week. And wow. I, I would say that 60 or 70 of those miles that I ran in a week, I didn't love those. <laughs> I didn't love to run those miles. You know, it was, I wanted to get the reward from it. And so I think it's so important that you remind yourself, you know, not, not when you, when you're thinking about quitting or giving up, you got to remind yourself why you started. And that's so important that you have to have these constant reminders. What reward are you trying to get out of this? And when you attain that reward, you want to change it to another reward. And so you want to just con con continue to challenge yourself. Challenging yourself just gives you just a whole new spark in life in general. And I 
I always say that with your career to relationships and you just want to make sure that you, you, you keep things fresh and keep yourself going after a goal that you're attempting to attain on a daily basis. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And just that bit that you were kind of talking about around finding a community, I think it's so important. And I think I, I think I've done an episode at one point about like insecurities as a runner. And I think for so long, I didn't really want to find a community because I thought I'm too slow and I, you know, I won't fit in or, you know, I don't know. I don't want to talk to people while I'm running. And I think that like, you know, anyone can kind of join those sorts of communities. And even with like COVID this past year, um, I've been running with a charity team with Boston Children's for the marathon this year. And even just connecting virtually has been really cool. And just to see your teammates on Strava and like giving them kudos and um, kind of just cheering each other on. It's it's so cool. So cool. Well, I was just going to segue into your book and I was going to ask, you know, it's coming out soon. It looks incredible. I'm, I'm really excited. I want to read it. Why, why should people read it? And like, what prompted you to start and like write that book? Yeah. So um, again, you know, running just changed the entire trajectory of my life. And I just have been through a lot. And I have coached and taught for over two decades now. And, and I know I don't look like that, but no, I'm kidding. But I've taught for over two decades. And, and I used to share a lot of stories, my own personal stories with my athletes. And, and I realized that they really gravitated to hearing the stories where I was challenged, and I overcame adversity. And it was a lot of stories that they were relating to. And it wasn't their their exact same story, but it, it was something that they could apply to some challenges and obstacles that they had in their very own life. And so I finally remember um, an athlete over a decade ago um, after I gave one of my best speeches and it had a, a couple of my stories and and she stuck around afterwards and she was just so moved and motivated and she said coach D you have to write a book one day and she was saying to me that other people need to hear your story because I mean we it's tough out here and you're you're speaking to me when you talk about your challenges and so you know I went running against the odds I was able to compile a lot of my best stories and life lessons and to be able to share because we we need constant reminders that you know we want life to be you know full of hope and comfort and convenience and that's not always the case we we're going to have some pitfalls and disappointments and sometimes we're going to fall flat on our face and we we just we we need some something or someone to remind us that we're resilient. We can get through some of the tough times that we're going through. And unfortunately, we are dealt a certain hand in life. And it's really important to know how to maximize and to play that hand. And so I believe in reminding yourself with daily affirmations. I believe in, you know, reading materials that that is going to remind you how tough you are, how you can bounce back. You know, we're all trying to figure out this this big race, which we call life. And it throws us a lot of curveballs. But put yourself around the right people, the right affirmations, the, you know, the right reading material. And we we can really continue to uh, change the course of our life and bounce back from some of those hard moments. And so with running against the odds, it's 
to to really connect with 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 readers that that they can be the best version of themselves and they can live out their passion and purpose and and do some some great things, not just for themselves, but for others as well. That's awesome. And how does running sort of play into your book? I know that it it obviously plays in in sort of how it you know feeds into your story. But is yes. this a book that's like? Is it a book for runners? Is it, is it a book yeah. for non runners? Um, you know, beginner runners. Yes. <laughs> athletes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's 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 a. a a memoir that is for runners as well as non-runners. Um, there are some literal stories about running and some of my, you know, experiences and and personal running stories. But then there is also running used as a metaphor as well. And th- so there are stories that where you know the storm comes and 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 you know just like in in running you you can set out uh, for a run and you can have you know a great warm up you can you know have a great run and and really enjoy the scenery and then there's going to be times where it's going to be laborious and it's going to be you know just such a, a a challenging day and and that parallels with life you know while we want to have you know just peace love and happiness and and achieve our goals things are going to fall in place sometimes and then there's going to be times where you're going to have those insecurities you're going to have things that are not falling in place for you and it's going to fall apart and so there's a lot of stories that 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 reflects that that are so relatable for a runner as well as a non-runner and so I'm excited to share these stories and lessons with everyone um and as I said before we're just trying to figure out this this big race that we're all in which is life (laughs) yeah no of course and I think that like that parallel that you're talking about is a lot of like what I do here on the podcast between mental health running from things mentally but also you know obviously running physically so I think a lot of listeners are going to connect really well to your book so how can people find your book where can they find it when is the official release date let people know yeah so running against the odds it will release this upcoming thursday september 30th i'm super excited it took me a year and a half to 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 complete it i thought it was going to take me six to eight months <laughs> and, and 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 to be honest writing running against the odds was so therapeutic for me because i even realized that i had not fully unpacked some things that i had dealt with and and so i mean we're we're, we're all in this together we have to make sure that we're leaning on one another and and we can pick each other up but it'll be out on amazon this upcoming thursday september 30th and i'm guarantee that it'll be a great read. Um, the, the, the book culminates with this pinnacle coaching moment. Um, so it covers my childhood, my college years, and then this coaching pinnacle moment where I coach a group of young ladies. It's a David and Goliath story where we go against the dominant Jamaican teams at the Penn Relays. Penn Relays is the Super Bowl of high school track and field here on the East Coast um, in in the States. And and they line up in front of 40,000 spectators. And the the crowd is going crazy. The one side is rooting for Jamaica and they have the big flags waving, the whistles going. They're chanting Jamaica. And then you got the USA side and it's like USA. So I coach a team that represented, um, we were the top team 
from the USA and we had the entire country behind us and the Jamaican team, I mean, they were, they had won 19 of the last 20 titles for the race that we're lining up for. So you got to pick up running against the odds to, to, to learn more about that story and, and to hear the outcome. But September 30th, Amazon, Running Against the Odds, you will love. It'll be a great read. And listeners can also follow me on Instagram at Coach Des Dunham. I would love to connect with any uh, listeners out there if they need additional advice or just want to follow my journey through through. Uh, releasing my book, but Coach Des Dunham um, on Instagram. So incredible. And that story feels like you just have to read the whole book to get to the end and figure out what happens. Oh, Um, no doubt about it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I will leave all of these, all of your information in the show notes of this episode. Um, But I'm going to selfishly ask for the lat. we're going to end on some marathon tips because as I told you, I've got the marathon next Sunday and I need some like last minute tips. What would be like your top tips for someone that's running 26 miles next weekend? Okay. So that's next Sunday. All right. So first and foremost, um, you, you want to taper where, and I'm sure you're doing that. And uh, two, you want to, you want to get a massage, right? So I would say a massage 72 hours from your race. So Wednesday or Thursday is a great time and make sure you, are you going to listen to music at all when you run? Yes. Okay. So really take your playlist, you know, very serious and you want to have your slower music. So if I were running a marathon, I would have my code play, you know, at the beginning. And then, you know, personally, then I would start to ramp it up a little bit um, just towards the middle. So the cadence that I want to have in the race, I want to have that cadence in my music as well. The last thing you want to do is start off too fast. And you always, there's always this ballpark time that you can, can start off in. And you want to be on the, the lower end of that ballpark time. You got, you got a lot of time <laughs> to, to make up if you start off too slow. But if you start off too fast, then you start to ignite certain energy systems that you don't want to ignite. You want to save those. And so um, the, pl- the, the playlist, you want to sequence it right. And you definitely want those two or three, you know, kick-ass, you know, favorite song towards the end of your run. And, or it could be where you in training, you know, that's going to be a really hard moment that's going to remind you of why you started the journey in the first place. And, you know, again, I I always believe in reminding why you started. And a lot of times that's going to keep you going. And you want to make sure that you're carbo loading, you have everything in place and just stay organized. The last thing you want to do is to be fumbling around, you know, two or three days out, just stay organized, plan ahead, have your checklist, write everything out and make sure that you are talking to positive people. And I always say audit your circle. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Life is too hard and too short. So make sure you are around positive people that's going to pour into you so that you go into that 
marathon with a full emotional, mental, and physical tank. All right. That sounds great. Those are all great tips. I'm definitely going to get... hear some great results, Liz. I w- you can do this. <laughs> hear my voice when you're running. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And I'm so excited to pick up your book and I hope that listeners do as well. And it's so exciting. That it's coming out this week. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. And um, like I said, I'll leave some ways for you to get connected to Coach Des in the show notes, as well as obviously ways to find his book on online. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I just wanted to say thank you and really loved having you on the podcast today. Uh, I love being here. Thank you, Liz. And and thank you listeners. Um, really appreciate it. Good luck next Sunday. All right. That's going to wrap up another episode of the resiliency and running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Like I said, I will have all of coach Des's info in the show notes, as well as a link to my fundraiser for Boston children's hospital. There is still time to donate and I am accepting donations until October 15th. So please do check out that link and then follow the podcast on Instagram. It's just at resiliency and running, but thank you again. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.